prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Of course, Superhuman Radio is made possible through a very generous sponsorship by All-American Pharmaceutical and EFX Sports. You can go to superhumanradio.net to learn more about any of their products. And right now, you can get six free samples of their top-selling products. You just cover shipping. And it is just shipping, five ninety nine. dollars uh, And you can do that by going to superhumanradio.net and clicking one of the banner ads. Also, I am looking for a research assistant uh, someone to actually help me uh, book guests on the show. And if you like science and you have no fear of interfa- interfacing with some of the most brilliant scientists in the world, um, you can work here. Uh, well, you can work where you are um, for us here, uh, helping us book our guests, something that Elisa Profumo used to do before uh, she had to leave the show. And I am trying to replace uh, that position at uh, – it's a good opportunity. So reach out to me at onair at superhumanradio.net if you want to learn more about that. Uh, today is the Military Fitness Radio during the first hour. And then the top of the second hour, uh, we're going to be ta- joined by uh, Tanner Stokes to talk about a recent study that looks at uh, the role of uh, dietary protein in hypertrophy and resistance-trained individuals. Uh, but, of course, uh, my co-host is Nate Morrison. How you doing, Nate? Doing very well, very well, Carl. How are you? Yeah, you sound like you've come alive now that you're back in the uh, the Northwest, huh? It's uh, yeah, it's awesome. I'm I'm back out here in Colorado. I'm doing uh, manual labor, doing electrical work, um, which uh, we're doing environmental stuff, so solar panels and uh, LED lighting, and and I'm driving my uh, environmental science professor crazy with the reality versus the propaganda of uh, of all of that fun stuff. Um, and then uh, just, you know, quite frankly, it's just nice to be really active again. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it, it just brings you alive when you can, when you can have that constant uh, physical activity all day, every day. It just, after you, after you break yourself in, I mean, it, it hurts for the first couple of weeks. But, yeah, so I'm doing great. And, of course, we are rejoined by uh, Sean Vicentine. How are you doing, Sean? Doing very well, Carl. Thank you. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> All right, so today's discussion is training readiness factors, uh, or you had another term that you called it in the document this morning, and I think it was lifestyle vitals. So yeah. let, let, let's go ahead and explore this. Where do you want to start? For sure, for sure. Well, let's just dive right in. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. You know, we talked a lot of, a lot of different terms, but you know, the terminology in some cases uh, is pretty broad and, mm-hmm. and um we can use it either way, depending on what resonates with you more. If you want to talk about the factors that make you ready to train and the ability to perform better and, and experience better situations, sure, we'll call them training readiness factors. I like to call them lifestyle vitals. You know, my wife's a nurse, and just as the vitals she takes every day on some of the, the sickest patients around, you know, um, assessing how they're going to handle the future minute by minute. Same thing in our lifestyles. You know, there's, there's about seven general areas that um, – I go over with my clients on every single check-in, um, every single week to, to get a snapshot of how things are really going on, you know, for the, 
for the loaded question of, hey, how you doing? Well, shit, it usually just re- rambles on to 10 minutes of, of some stuff here and there. And so usually we don't, we don't do much, much of that. We dive right into the vitals so I can get a, a true, more so holistic snapshot of what's actually going on. And then obviously, are, are, are they, are they keeping diaries or is this just a, a kind of a, this is your metric approach, uh, upon it, briefing them? Yeah, great question, Carl. It goes both ways. Uh, usually I have clients start out by recording this on their first, again, I operate in usually three different cycles of training culminating with them achieving their goal. And so, um, the first cycles, we definitely want them to be very aware of it and writing them down every day. Just like when you first strap on a heart rate monitor, if you're, if you're not familiar with gauging your own exertion, but that's learned after a while. Uh, you know, that kinesthetic awareness builds just like on a heart rate monitor, but also your, your awareness and, and uh, memory of, ah, oh, crap, you know, and I didn't eat so good three days ago and actually yesterday. So, you know, so um, both, I would say. Uh, after they get really used to it, you know, we just go off the top of your head, hey, let's think about the last, depending on who we are and what we're doing, you know, four days, just four days is a good cycle for the body to to detox and address inflammation. And, and so sometimes we won't go as far back as a week or 10 days, but uh, four days, and, and that's easy enough memory-wise, too. All right, well, let me think about the weekend and Monday and Tuesday. Okay, that's pretty simple. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Now, the the one that is that is missing here and i say it's missing because maybe it's something that you do assess but that i find is 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 highly uh qualitative about how somebody's training is going is is appetite do you find appetite as a good indicator of somebody is in their training zone or starting to get outside of it that's an awesome question carl and, uh, you know, with more of that, that holistic approach, so to speak, or just recognizing anything that, that could be causing, or I should say affecting performance. And appetite definitely is in there. Um, I'll tell you with my experience over, I don't know, I've been keeping this style for going on 10 years or so, and um, it's always growing and adapting. However, focusing on the main principles a lot that we talked about in the last show, too, um, that uh, when you're doing things, when you're following the guiding principles and you're staying aligned with the, the general parameters of good training, which um, obviously if it's focused on these seven um, ideal vitals or training readiness factors, the appetite usually takes care of itself. I have, I can honestly think of maybe one time in the last four or five years that, that um, appetite was a relevant thing to look at um, uh, outside of these things. For instance, if you tell me your nutrition was shit and you score it, let's say, a a, uh, a 1 out of 10, just absolutely terrible, well, then we dive into that. Okay, what's going on there? And that's where the conversation would be come up, you know, hey, I haven't had an appetite. So it's definitely included in there, um, uh, but in an ideal world or, or even in the, in the general um, average, I should say, we don't see too much of that coming up because obviously if your appetite is, if you're having problems with that, you're going to tell your coach or it's going to show up in your other stuff. You're going to have crappy energy. You know, you might not be sleeping well. Um, attitude and mood is going to be thrown off, you know, um, heart rate, things like that as well. So, so we'll catch it. And then that's when Nate or myself would dive in further and be like, okay, Hey, specifically, what is the issue? And then appetite would come up. So I guess you call to keep it simple. We could, 
throw it under the category of nutrition or nourishment there. <laughs> right. So we start out with that nutrition. You have wild, alive, slow, clean, parenthetically organic, and colorful. So it sounds like you're telling people to eat a very, very broad uh, array of different types of foods. For sure. And, and you can go on and on about nutrition. One of my favorite uh, favorite quotes, I think it's Paul Check from the Check Institute. Paralysis by analysis is usually what happens if you get too specific with nutrition. So again, it just being one of the seven factors, we like to keep it pretty general. And you know, my rules for success are, are keep it simple, keep it consistent, and make sure it's versatile. So those three things. So we don't want to go too crazy with this. And it's and again, this relationship with clients, you know, is built over a long time, figuring out their chemistry and their their caloric needs and things. But in general, these are what I call my buzzer words. And so, you know, if you're shopping in a store or ordering at a restaurant, you can kind of keep these five things in mind. You know, that's when it matters when you're when you're not, uh, you know, studying or so when you're actually practicing nutrition. You know, keep things in mind. Just buzzer words like wild. I want I want my food as close as I can to it being in nature, how it's supposed to be. Um, living or alive, you know, is just, just to remind you that digestive-wise and, and absorption-wise, we like things that have active cultures, active enzymes, probiotics, things in there, so you're not just living off of a, a, a dry, dead food category of powders and bars and things like that that, that would not help you in digestion and things like that. Um, flow is just, just a reminder that usually anything quick is, is going to be more processed and uh, more refined, which really just stealing more of the nutrients away from the food and, and taking more from your body to actually break it down. And clean, just clean food, that's really simple. You know, I put parentheses there, organic, general terms of organic, you know, most certifications mean herbicides, pesticides, uh, antibiotics, and hormones, just cleaner food. And then colorful just means lots of different fruits and veggies as far as that term is concerned, lots of different green, orange, purple, uh, stuff like that. So nutrition for me can be broken down that simple, of course, per the individual and per uh, their goals. We'll definitely dive in and assess things further. But that's just the, the simple way to keep it. Number two on the list is hydration. And so you're, you're a big believer that you, you, do you, don't you think it's adequate just to drink when you're thirsty? I'm sorry, what was that call? Do, do you think it's adequate just to drink when one is thirsty? Or do you think that once you experience thirst, you're beyond the opportunity of hydration? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, hydration is something that we should do intently with purpose, um, not wait for the, the feedback loop of, it's too late, I'm dehydrated, please please hydrate me. So, yeah, conflict throughout the day. Um, hydration is so important for everything that happens in the body, every single process. We know that we're mostly made up of water and and most importantly with our lifestyles, you know, we need a lot of power, a lot of fuel for the detoxification systems of our body, and, and they thrive with, with adequate, clean water. So, yes, absolutely, hydrate throughout the day. We like to say, you know, the general rule of thumb, which is an okay general rule of thumb, half your body weight in ounces. Um, but then again, this, these factors are crazy uh, uh, dependent on the person. I mean, we could, if, you're, if it's super hot or super cold out, you might need to be drinking more. If you're active, drinking more. If you have a high-protein diet, you might want to drink more. Um, you know, all those things come into play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Carl? Uh, yes. Um, just a, a technical note here. Um, you're coming in really faint. Uh, it's very difficult to hear you. Um, is that true on your end as well, Sean? I got you loud and clear, Carl. 
You're, I'm loud yeah, and okay. clear so to you. Just me. So it's it's Nate. Um, Damn Nate. It's always a problem here on my end. <laughs> okay, um, that, that's all right. I, just, I thought maybe uh, maybe that was uh, an issue for Sean as well. But I, I'm fine if this, if you guys are fine. We could here, we could we could always cheap at the VA these days, Nate. What what I could do is um, when we take the break, I could hang up and reconnect you, Nate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what I'll okay. do during the break. In fact, let's go ahead and take the break now. Let's just do that. Let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll pick it up on the other side. We're going to talk about sleep. I'm going to go right down the list. I like some of these insights uh, being delivered by Sean Vicentine and uh, Nate Morrison. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Military Fitness Radio. You followed my transformation on Facebook. You've been wondering what I've done to create such dramatic results. One of the things is I've started every day with the Kegenix Prime and then trained fasted and remained fasted till my first meal at 2 o'clock. Kegenix Prime gives me all the energy I need while shutting down hunger. And since the ketones are bound to a quad mineral blend, I'm getting all the magnesium, calcium, potassium, and sodium I need to keep my minerals in balance. Try Kegenix Prime yourself. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Kegenix banner ad today and save 25% off your first purchase. Kegenix Prime. I couldn't have done it without it. When's the last time you look forward to taking your pre-workout? I mean like thinking about it the night before, shaking it up, anticipating the way it tastes. The music starts to thump louder. The weight starts to get lighter. Get ready to feel that way. Bounty Hunter is that pre-workout. Bounty Hunter will make you believe in pre-workouts again. Get free shipping with code SHR on a jug of ridiculously delicious, badass vanilla bourbon Bounty Hunter. Go to wildwestnutrition.com or click the banner ad at superhumanradio.net. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Anabolicminds.com is the premier website for credible information on building muscle, burning fat, supplementation, and more. With over 100,000 active registered members and over 2.5 million posts, it's one of the largest communities on the Internet to get help and answers to your questions. It's also the place that the official Superhuman Radio Forum is hosted. Visit anabolicminds.com today and get into the action. Anabolicminds.com. Learn. Teach. 
leave. Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert. But this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. We're ripped and we're ready. Health IQ is a different type of insurance company. Health IQ uses a unique mortality model. You take a quiz and based on your health conscious approach to life, you get discounts on your life insurance that you won't get anywhere else because nobody else cares that you can deadlift your own body weight. But Health IQ does. Go to healthiq.com forward slash SHR to check rates and see if you qualify. Uh, I think it's about time they start rewarding people who work hard to stay alive with lower health uh, life insurance rates. And I, I hear that they're actually working on health insurance too, this company. It's very, very exciting. Very, very exciting. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, isn't it? That is phenomenal. It's yeah. about time. All right, so let's get back to it here. We're going to talk now about sleep. This is a big one. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Uh, the, some of the same rules apply to any athlete, right? I mean, this is this is this is what I would tell an athlete too, right? Absolutely. This is, this is human beings here. Anyone who wants to perform in any environment, and that could be just the office worker that needs to stay sharp. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's we're all humans. It's all relevant. Yeah, absolutely. So you you're saying that people should be asleep by 10 p.m. Well, yeah, the, if you if you do a lot of research on on the circadian cycle and, and what 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 most would call ideal, that's a good time frame to shoot for, you know. And, and that obviously, will, this is all going to vary a little bit person to person. But um, if you could ideally, you know, be in bed, head on the pillow around nine thirty, ten ish, and falling asleep by ten ten thirty, that'd be fantastic. And uh, of course, if you're not sleeping like that, uh, it'll take a while to adjust. And there's some things you can do, and that's a that's a whole nother conversation i suppose to dive into to get to that point but yeah um around 10 would be great if you're not sleeping throughout the night solid and you have tons of toss and turning and disturbances and getting up to go to the bathroom and your most important uh cycles of sleep that definitely can be detrimental to your training and to to all these other factors the next day and um you know how often does someone wake up before their alarm feeling refreshed and ready to go with that natural spike of cortisol how it should be there in the morning very few of us, so it's, it's one of those things that sleep is an area that uh, a lot of us can improve on. And once you do, all across the board, everything we experience in life gets a lot better. So I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but since you kind of uh, invoked that nice natural spike of cortisol, which I would say <laughs> the majority of people on the planet are not experiencing because they're, they're drinking liquid stress first thing in the morning in the way of, sure. of coffee and caffeine. You somewhere else in the listing here you, you talk about energy levels that are unassisted by stimulants, right? You think that's really important, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean the, the gauge of your endocrine cycle and metabolism, just just all of that. Um, again we talked on the last show we talked about those 
uh, the term feedback loops. We said it a few times, but didn't go into, you know, a little bit more detail on this conversation here. These are a lot of the loops that are, that are giving you information that you should listen to because it's really good advice. You're not smarter than, than your own physiology or mother nature, so to speak. So, and your energy levels are constantly low. You can't get that, that fuel without any artificial source. That's a problem there. And there, there's something going on saying, Hey, there's a problem here. Let's assess this. And you can continue to band-aid it and forget it and try to turn away from it. But eventually it gets you. It'll come up in other areas or, uh, or it'll just completely zap you with adrenal fatigue and weight gain and estrogen dominance and you name it. What do you, so what do you do when a guy comes to you or a gal comes to you and says, look, I'm doing a thousand, 1500 milligrams of caffeine and hydrous a day just to get through the day. Do you just, <laughs> do you just take, wow. no, no, oh, boy, I've, I've done that easily. Um, do you just take them and go, okay, well, there's no time for us to put you through a detox now. We're just going to have to keep you, you know, using, or do you say, okay, no, you've got to come off. You've got to, you've got to learn to live without that stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I've dealt with that, um, many, many times. And, and, uh, again, me being a little bit more, uh, uh, big scope, holistic, looking at all these things, generally, you know, those are the, the symptoms, side effects type of thing so if, if we take that snapshot of these things especially in the in the ones we're going to get to next Carl you can see how a lot of us have, have I should say all of us have had issues there throughout our lives and a lot of times those issues are, are compelling us to to not take responsibility for ourselves and uh, our energy levels tank and we give too much of ourselves mm-hmm. to whether it's our job or or friends or whatever and don't take enough care of our own selves. You know, there's, there's other factors is what I'm saying that are underlying a lot of the um, symptoms that we're feeling and one of them being low energy levels. So for instance, I've had people that you've mentioned like that, that are just so out of whack, you know, and their, their entire circadian cycle is, is just in shambles. They can't sleep till 4am, just their mind races and races and their cortisol's through the roof at night. And so just one step at a time, seeing where maybe we can find one of the huge underlying causes. Hey, what do you do for work? Um, well, I work a night shift. Okay, well, that obviously could be a factor. How do you like your job? Oh, I hate my job. Oh, okay. Um, what do you like to do? I don't like to do anything. So, you know, if we're, getting, right. we're getting a lot of this feedback <laughs> of, whoa, whoa, okay, well, hey, do you want to maybe start looking at other options because that's not serving you or your goals, especially training-wise? So, again, it's just one of the one of the feedback mechanisms to, to to start looking for the actual problem instead of just uh, dealing with the symptom, you know. So, uh, and I can't go ahead, Nate. You're going to say something? Uh, yeah, I, I just I wanted to jump in there because um, uh, you know I've I've had a lot of similar experiences where you know if someone says you know hey I'm I'm taking this much <clears throat> you know whether it's caffeine uh, caffeine pills or it's energy drinks or it's coffee or it's the combination thereof. Um, that that the fact that they're doing that has given you a snapshot into the rest of their lives, because exactly. it, and and I think that it's very very relevant to bring this up in the context of the show today, which is those training sign vitals. So if I have a patient that I as a paramedic, I come up on a, on someone who's you know laying down on the ground, and I don't I don't know this person from Adam. And I go up and I start taking vital signs. What, you know, are they breathing? Do they have a pulse? What's their blood pressure? All that sort of thing. And I begin to build a picture of, of how alive, you know, how close to death or how close to, to living and surviving this person is. Um, and I'm starting from macro, drilling down to micro. 
um, as I'm taking these vital signs. And it's just giving me that overall picture. And so in the same way, if I'm drilling down on this person I don't know, and it comes out that, well, hey, you know, this is what I do. I, I take this much caffeine in my life or, you know, these stimulants and all that. I've just gotten this huge snapshot of the rest of their life because if they're doing that, we know their sleep is terrible. Um, and that's a big problem because you can't do very much physically with someone whose sleep is bad. And if their sleep is bad, I promise you their nutrition is terrible. And you can't do much with a person whose nutrition is terrible. And if those things are bad, then pretty much everything else, you know, with their family, their relationships, their social circle, their job, that's also terrible. And you can't do very much with that person and so on and so forth. And it just, it just shows you that everything is screwed up. And there's really not much you can do with that person from a physical training level. And they're sitting there saying, hey, I want the magic training program, man. And it's like, no, that's not going to help you. You know, you, you can't <laughs> even do the program. You've got to get your life fixed, man. You've got to clean your room before you can even think about this over here. So it's, uh, that, that's the, 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 like a huge red flag for me if, if someone says that. And I know that because... I've been that guy, and and um, and I've dealt with a lot of clients that are that way. And it's like the physical training part is the very last part you should be focusing on once we get those indicators, those big red flags. So I kind of got us out of uh, you know out of our sequence here. We we went right past stress management, but stress management has to fit into this discussion because the guy who's using lots of stimulants or a gal who's using lots of stimulants to get through the day. Uh, they, there's not even a consideration of stress management. They're using they they they're actually ramping up all of their stress hormones all the time. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's jump on that one real quick. Call stress management and uh, my clients over the years. This one's kind of evolved, and especially with stresses in my life, as as Nate's saying, you know, one of the things that makes us um, uh, decent coaches is the fact we have a lot of personal experience. To, to couple with the professional experience of all these things. And then more important, most importantly, I should say, of, of experiencing these things on the very low end and experiencing what's that like, giving us that, that firsthand uh, snapshot, that picture of what that actually is. And um, so, yeah, stress management is, is the term I use. And, and so for me as a coach, stress is pretty relative. I mean, we see this all the time. Some things that could be um, no-brainer to some are chaotic and catastrophic to others so it's not so much us trying to gauge you know your um your levels in that regard it's more so how are you handling what you're currently experiencing because we all know a lot of us all of us have been under a great amount of stress at times and actually handled it very well we had good balance in our life we kept our lifestyle vitals in check so we could handle a lot if we support ourselves to do so and on the same then you could ex be experiencing not not technically uh, quantity wise a lot of stress, but it's just destroying you. So so that's the term is hey, how well are you managing what you're experiencing right now stress wise? Somebody just texted me and said that I sound tired on the air. I am. I got to tell you, this flu has kicked my ass. Um, it lingers. It's um, it's I, and, and I. It, it's amazing. I, I track my sleep and my respiration and my heart rate in my sleep. My body is working extra hard at night when I'm sleeping right now. Yeah. Um, and what, I, what? I have brain fog. It's like, it's the weirdest thing. It's, it's Somebody else told me this. My my buddy Tony Vanetti said, one day the brain fog went away and I knew I was all better. 
And yeah. I, I locked, I locked my, oh, we're get to that one. I locked, I locked my keys in the trunk of my car <laughs> this morning, and I had to call Papa Lock to get me in my car. I, I'm, I'm like. Did I just do that? As I slammed the door, I looked at the keys as I was slamming the door, and then I went, I went, oh man, the keys are in the trunk of the car, and you know, and of course, I call, I call AAA, and they're like, oh no, the BMW is a high security car, we we can't open that. You'll have to go with the dealer. Well, the dealer wants to sell me a three hundred fifty dollar key. Oh, yeah. But thank God for this Israeli Papalak guy. He goes to me. I said, are you sure you can open this car? He goes, look, if I don't open it, you don't pay me, right? I says, okay, come on. <laughs> and this guy, <laughs> right, this, guy, this guy, look, he, did, he, he, he was in the military. You know how the Israelis are. They're great oh, people. Yeah. He comes out. He blows. He's in the car in two minutes. I said, dude, are you kidding me? He goes, oh, I know. He goes, they say it's high security. And he laughed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. It's not bad high security. Yes, if I sound tired, I am, but I hope this goes away soon. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Military Fitness Radio. The benefits of a ketogenic diet are immeasurable. Health, resist disease, mental function, and even performance. But getting into ketosis can take weeks, if even at all. Now you can get into ketosis in 10 minutes. Keto Cana is the first ketone powder that has been clinically shown to switch you into a ketogenic state by providing a rush of ketones into the bloodstream. Like to train fasted or want to spare more muscle glycogen during workouts? Take a shot of Keto Cana and hit it hard. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Keto Cana banner. Today. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one.com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. 74% of Americans are living with digestive issues. They take pills and potions to mask the symptoms but never address the root cause. Introducing GI Ultramax Pro, a complex of scientifically substantiated all-star ingredients that reestablish your gut's operating system, allowing you to be better shielded against the bad actors in your food and environment. The gut is complicated, and it takes GI Ultramax Pro to deliver real long-lasting results. Go to superhumanradio.net and click the GI Ultramax Pro banner ad or visit MotherEarthLabs.com and use code SHR for free shipping. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse 
can see eye drops, go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how can see eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. U.S. Wellness Meats is the leader in home-delivered, high-quality animal protein, grass-fed beef, lamb, bison, and dairy, plus wild-caught seafood, heritage pork, and free-range poultry. Everything delivered right to your door within days of your order. There is no one better to supply you and your family with the highest quality, passion, meat product and dairy than U.S. Wellness Meats. Save 15% off when you use the coupon code SHR. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the U.S. Wellness Meats banner ad today. Age forces popular DHEA plus pregnenolone patches. Buy one, get one free. That's right. Go to superhumanradio.net and click the Age Force banner ad today and take advantage of this amazing patch that delivers both DHEA and pregnenolone through the skin, into the bloodstream. Again, superhumanradio.net listeners, go to the website and click the Age Force. Buy one, get one free, DHEA and Pregnenolone patch today. Take advantage of this amazing offer. This is the Superhuman Channel, doing reps with the weight of the world. Welcome back. I'm going to have to recut that Age Force Spot because I cut it while I was sick. I, I was. Did, I don't know. Did you hear that spot? It sounded like, "Hey, get the Age Force DHEA and Pregnenolone patch. It will make you as energy driven as me." I was like, "Are you kidding me? I gotta cut that. I gotta recut that spot. That sounded terrible." Terrible. Based on that spot, I'm dead this afternoon. <laughs> Based on that spot. Oh, man. It sounds really interesting. Yeah. DHEA and pregnenolone all in the one patch. I'd like to try that. Yeah, no, it is. It's a great product. It's Believe me, it's a lot better than I made it sound in the spot. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, so energy levels, stress management, attitude, and mood. These all fit together. Talk about it. Yeah, let's dive in. Yes, we talked about the stress and energy. The, the attitude and mood thing is is an interesting one too. And I, I, I keep these two together. And this is a bit of a, a slight dichotomy here with the attitude more so focusing on the psychological uh, traits being positive or negative thought processes um, versus my mood is more emotionally based. Whether I have self serving or self destructive mood based behaviors, you know. And, and you can split these up. And, and as I say this, some of you will, will probably, you guys will resonate with at times when you've done this. I mean, you can have a decent, be decently positive thinking and still have a shit mood or, um, or, or vice versa. Um, and so looking at someone's mood there, uh, you know, hey, how, how are you doing? I don't know, man. My attitude is just down in the dumps. You know, I can't seem to get excited about anything. And, you know, I'm, I'm drinking more to cope with my stress or, Whatever it might be, you know, that's, that's obviously red flags to us as coaches that, that is definitely going to affect your performance and uh, everything you're going to experience. So that's definitely relevant that we dive into. So is there, is there, is there a lot more, do you think there's a lot more drinking amongst en- enlisted personnel and, and what about cigarette smoking because of the nicotine? You take that one, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, drinking is epidemic in, in this country, not just with enlisted personnel, but, but just people in general, um, you know, especially the youth. And there's, 
Um, next week, Carl, I hadn't sent you the show the show notes yet, but uh, Nathan Nathan Craig and I are going to talk about um, the the realities of what people are calling PTSD. But it just you know we're we're dealing with a a, a generation or or actually several generations at this point of people that are lost and they don't understand the world around them. And in order to, you know, what they're really doing is they're trying to boost their emotional state. They're doing it with alcohol because they feel better when they're drunk and they're, when they're intoxicated. And, and you know, and, and they're hiding from a lot of their problems. I mean, there's this kind of a big, deep psychological discussion uh, that we're going to have. But, it's, yeah, they're, 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 they're covering some things up. They're trying to boost their mood over here. Um, and then when it comes to nicotine, I mean, you know, uh, we focus a lot on smoking. Well, a lot of people don't smoke so much anymore. That's more the older generations. They but the dip. Idiots are, what's that? They dip now, right? That's right. That's exactly what I was going to say. They're, they're using chewing tobacco, which is at least, you know, in my mind, twice as disgusting and twice as insidious. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, the rates of uh, throat cancer among these guys is out of, out of control. Um, but again, it's like, it's something that they do to try to shape or form an identity, to try to look cool and be uh-huh. cool and, you know, all these kinds of things. So what we're, what we're seeing is those are outward manifestations of some pretty deep psychological issues that simply comes from the fact that we're not raising our children correctly in this country. Right, right. Okay. So, Absolutely. So, no, Sean, Sean, you want to pick it up? where Because I, 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 you were going down a, a, a path here with attitude and mood, and I kind of derailed it with that question. No, no, that was actually, that was a great question. No, uh, and yeah, so a lot of these, you know, you see people's behaviors and and they reflect a lot of things, you know, they reflect their mood and they reflect their thought processes, their psyche. They also reflect your, your, um, values and beliefs about Mm -hmm. yourself and about the rest of the world. And so, you know, as coaches that embrace this stuff and recognize that just typing up a workout and giving it to you gives, gives in in most cases more damage than success and then what we're focused on is creating the the highest levels of success out there and so looking at these things that type of stuff is not compatible with success you having extreme conflictions with your values and beliefs and your thought processes causing you to continually make very self-destructive um uh choices in your behaviors and i know this intimately and most people that know me personally know i have a lot of experience with this and so it's something i take a lot of pride in helping people as well um take a second look at yourself and and realize how this is affecting what you ultimately want and conflicting you know uh in a lot of areas of your your life but especially your training it's obviously going to show up um so yeah nate what do you think um isn't attitude something that you create when you get up in the morning and you make a decision to either feel good or feel bad about whatever it is the day is going to bring you? Well, I'm glad you asked that because I was just staring at those words, wondering how I could jump in and and butt in with the difference between attitude and mood. Um, I'd like to use a, um, or or maybe create an, an analogy to aviation. Um, you know, in, in an airplane, you have something called the, your attitude indicator. And it comes to the root of, of what attitude actually means, which is orientation, meaning <clears throat> where are you pointed? Where's the nose of the airplane pointed? Is it up? Is it down? Is it down to the right, up to the left, right? 
And so this is kind of your world view. It's, it's the direction you're pointed. So, for example, if you're a very goal-oriented person and you, you've got your life figured out and you know where you're driving towards, um, you know, so, for example, with, with myself, you know, I've, I've reoriented myself. I've adjusted my attitude in life where I'm chasing that bachelor's degree, uh, going back into the Department of Defense. There's, there's, I've got this long list of, of objectives that I've lined up and I know what I'm doing to get there. I have a plan. I'm on the I'm on the right track, and I'm and I'm moving forward. Whereas before, I was very 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 lost, um, and and that mm-hmm. that affects your mood because if you're if you're not happy with the direction you're going, you don't know where you're going. It affects your mental state, and and mood is that that mental emotional state. So. You can have a good orientation. I mean, I can have a bad day, even though I have a good orientation or a good attitude in life in general. But but today, maybe I got bad news from my mom, and I'm I'm just really angry and pissed off, and all that kind of thing. Or a friend died, and I'm kind of depressed right now. But I'm still on the right track. You know what I mean? Exactly. But it's it's those people that that don't have a good attitude in life, meaning that their worldview is corrupted. Uh, they don't know what they want. They don't know where they're going. They don't understand lots of things in their life. And so as a result, they'll never have a good mood because they're always frustrated, always confused. Um, and, and I'd actually be curious to see what Sean has to say on that and you, Carl. No, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, that's a unique perspective when you talk about what attitude is and what we, what we think attitude is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we think attitude is a is a behavior, but what you're saying yeah. is that attitude is a perspective. Well, you yeah, I mean, and they're not incompatible. You no. know, they're they're really kind of one and the same. Go ahead, Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's perfect. This is just great stuff, guys, from both of you, um, Nate. I love that the orienting uh, the attitude part, and there's there's another way to to, to look at that as well. Um, for instance, the attitude, if, if we talk about the mind this from a psychological state, we think about conscious thoughts, and it's, it's, it's pretty naive at best to think that we can control every conscious thought that comes through, that that would just drive you crazy that I should do that. And so more so is the assessing, like Nate said, the orientation. If they are constantly negative, though, remember thoughts, as I, as I believe Paul Check once mentioned, are, are, can be a reflection of of your values and beliefs. And so if, if you have a conflict going on in your life, your attitude, your thoughts are, are generally going to be down that conflicting path. And, um, and obviously how far you allow that to affect your well-being, how hard that hits home. Is this a big value, a very strong belief that can really, really alter your moods of, of, wow, I don't know my place anymore. I don't know if I'm safe. I, I don't know if my, Companion loves me. You know, it depends how uh, depends on how hard or how deep that that confliction is there. But also, um, uh, to touch on what Nate was saying there again, excuse me, is um, looking at the attitude and the, and the mood as well. Um, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm sorry. Excuse me, I have to clear my throat. Go ahead, just go one ahead, second. Go ahead, go ahead, do it. Here. Go ahead, do it. Do it. I just killed your mic in case you have to clear your throat. <laughs> I, I killed it. I killed it before you could. So okay, thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, also, when we're looking at uh, someone's mood of what they're going through, um, 
you, oh my gosh, guys, sorry, this is twice. I got to clear it again. Nate, <laughs> so, well, while well, Sean's uh, choking death on the other uh, on the other end there, um, the thing that I want to point out on this is that when it comes to behavior, you have to remember because Carl, you brought up behavior. So, what we do is is as we go through life, what we're storing is we're storing emotional memories inside of our limbic system. And so when you have a stimulus, the reason for this is to shortcut conscious thought. So if something happens, the way that I react to it is, is going to be shortcutted because I'm running it through a filter um, of my emotional memories. And if those emotional memories are negative, um, you know, so if I, if I have a stimulus, let's just say, for example, um, you have a guy who's, who's always had bad relationships um, and so his, his relationships with women have always been uh, very, very negative. And so then he encounters a woman, and his, his first unconscious thought, even though he's never talked to this person, never had anything to do with her, is that she's a horrible, terrible person because that's the embedded emotional memory right. that's inside. And it's a snap judgment. It's not a conscious thought. And the reason for that is, you know, if you go back in time, back when we were living on the, the, the plains of Africa, um, you don't have time to think about a lot of things. And we are programmed in this way very specifically. So if, the, if I'm walking along and there's a rustling in the grass, it could be a tiger or not. Either way, I lose my mind, I flip out, and I sprint in the other direction. Right. Well, if there, if there wasn't a tiger, fine. I'm safe. Maybe someone laughs at me, but I'm alive. Right. It's a survival mechanism. But if yeah. if I if I consciously think about it and go, no, new idiot, you're just being silly. In the middle of my thought, the tiger eats me. You know, it's a problem. <laughs> right. But right. but but then this yeah. is what we do. Everything about our behavior, you have to understand, is that that is what behavior is. Is it's these set points where there's a stimulus that is automatically the response is automatically generated, filtered through those emotional memories. Um, that you're storing all the time, every day. Yep. Um, and, and so that then shapes your, your overall attitude, your orientation, your, your outlook on life. And then, you know, how could you possibly have a good mood if you don't have any good filters? Yeah, right. Everything, because everything, yeah, memory yeah every, everything that you experience is bad. W- let's do this. Yeah. We have to take a break. When we come back, I want to cover home life. Because obviously that's a that's a growing concern uh, amongst our mm. military personnel, and then oh yeah, I got if one more to touch on on that attitude mood as well. Now that I'm not well, joking, we, but we, I want to I want to try to get everything covered here. So let's do this. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. 
Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. When's the last time you look forward to taking your pre-workout? I mean, like thinking about it the night before, shaking it up, anticipating the way it tastes. The music starts to thump louder. The weight starts to get lighter. Get ready to feel that way. Bounty Hunter is that pre-workout. Bounty Hunter will make you believe in pre-workouts again. Get free shipping with code SHR on a jug of ridiculously delicious, badass vanilla bourbon Bounty Hunter. Go to wildwestnutrition.com or click the banner ad at superhumanradio.net. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. If you've followed my transformation on Facebook, you've been wondering what I've done to create such dramatic results. One of the things is I've started every day with the Kegenics Prime and then trained fasted and remained fasted till my first meal at 2 o'clock. Kegenics Prime gives me all the energy I need while shutting down hunger. And since the ketones are bound to a quad mineral blend, I'm getting all the magnesium, calcium, potassium, and sodium I need to keep my minerals in balance. Try Kegenics Prime yourself. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Kegenics banner ad today and save 25% off your first purchase. Kegenics Prime. I couldn't have done it without it. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing Atrontil. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription because is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic. Plus, it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Atrontil. Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com. Lovemytummy.com. Spit that out right now. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. Sean uh, Vicentine, give your uh, website real quick. Uh, VSSCoaching.com. And then, of course, Nate is uh, MilitaryMultisport.com. What did you want to cover real quick? 
Oh no! No, we can we can jump right into the home life and we'll oh, cover yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah, because this is this is a big one. That. This is a big one because now you have the stresses of 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 life, and you know, being a husband, being a wife, raising children, running a household that come into play as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I coined this term probably like last year, half of the year after looking at all the different factors that both Nate, myself, and tons of other coaches have started to recognize, and I just categorize them under one umbrella that I think fits appropriately is home life and, and home meaning a lot of different things, but you know, we all want to have a home, you know, a place that, that is safe and fulfilling and, uh, uh, some with something we can share, you know, companionship, there's acceptance there. There's all those things that are deeply rooted in our, both our psyche and in other areas we could say, you know, of our, our emotional traits and our spiritual traits as well that we could dive into on a, on a different day. But, uh, looking at it, yeah, the first thing I start with on home life is, is kind of an order um, kind of a hierarchy. I start with who your your wife or your husband, your significant other, your companion, who you're getting that companionship with. Um, and uh, in my experience, that's one of the most important to start with in home life. I mean, I've seen everything else fantastic on these stats, everything, including some of the other areas of, of home life. However, you know, it's not a fun day when you're, you're having deep troubles with your spouse or your wife or your husband or someone's cheating or there's a huge fight and there's swinging going on of stuff that happened in the past. And that's just not fun for anyone. And everything is affected. I mean, it's um, like myself and Nate go to train the guy and everything looks so great. Yet this guy's heart rate, his blood pressure, if we, if we check it that far, but everything is so off. It's like, come here, we need to have a talk. What is going on? You have, you have everything looking perfect, but you just blew that absolutely uh, ruins that training session. What's going on? You know, and that's where it will come out. And that's why it's so important to talk about this. And, and unfortunately in the, in more of the patriarchal um, teachings as the last generations have been, you know, don't talk about emotions. Don't recognize that. Just compartmentalize it. Like we talked about last time on the show, but we're really crappy compartmentalizers, no matter how bad we try to think uh, otherwise or how hard we try to think otherwise. And so, Start with companion, and we talk about that, you know, and, and that's really hard work uh, for, for those of you that are married or have been married. You know, it, it takes, obviously, choosing someone that's willing to work just as hard as you, and uh, oftentimes you don't find that. You find people that are really broken and, um, honestly, a lot of children living in adults' bodies, and uh, that doesn't set yourself up for a lot of success. So um, let me just skim through some of these others, and then we'll, yeah. Kind of nail, have your take as well. There's a lot yeah. here, so I'll just skim through and keep it pretty general. But, um, you know, those of us that didn't grow up in, in maybe the most secure environments as a, as a kid, feeling safe and feeling like we were accepted or appreciated, those things have lasting effects, um, especially when they, they seem to stay on an unconscious level. It's where I, I behave and I act out based on them, um, but I'm not consciously aware of them in the moment. And so the term home in that home life, you know, we definitely want to make sure, you know, are you creating an environment of chaos and, and insecurity and, and no safety? I mean, that's not, that's not an ideal situation for, you know, you should be, be excited to go home and experience that type of thing. You shouldn't be dreading it or, you know, looking forward to the next time you get to leave it to come train with me. That's going to create a problem. That's definitely going to create an imbalance. Um, you know, another factor you look at in there is, is social life. That's really important, especially if you don't have a, a spouse or significant other. 
we usually get that companionship from, of course, our peers, our friends, our teachers, mentors, you know, and, uh, and that's, that's fine as well. Um, some of us find that's kind of, uh, not enough and we need that companionship, but I've seen it work, uh, for the most part, um, in a decent manner in, in other people's lives. So the social life, how is it? Are you getting enough time with, with, uh, with friends and colleagues and out of work and out of the house, um, doing hobbies, being active, getting out there with, with, uh, with nature or going shooting or whatever it may be, um, finding that balance too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the last one I just listed on there was talk a lot about that acceptance. And that doesn't mean just from um, the people in your home, but it also means from yourself that you can sit uh, confidently and content in your home with your family with a smile on your face, uh, no matter really what's going on, because you know you can take it and, uh, you know, you'll overcome it. So there's not much to complain about. You know, so those factors, uh, as Nate and I were just talking on the break, uh, this stuff, we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of shifts, kind of a little paradigm here of things that we once thought were the most important. Well, those can kind of be overcome. I've seen people overcome crappy nutrition and poor hydration and sometimes even poor sleep and stress management by just being locked into a really good home life. And, and through that, they, they decided everything else starts to change. Hey, I'm doing really good. Home life is so great. I'm actually getting good sleep. Now that I'm getting good sleep and my home life is good, I'm finding new ways to manage my stress. Oh, awesome. Now you know what? I'm finding more time to exercise properly. Now I'm even craving good foods, like a good clean steak and some veggies. That's, I'm craving it now, and, and those things all come into play. So you could almost flip this list uh, completely backwards and start that way, too. I've definitely done that and still do that with clients. Um, so, yeah, they, you can uh, follow up there. Yeah, there's, 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 I guess, you know, I've got a lot of, uh, unfortunately, I mean, this is what undid me, you know, so I guess I've got a lot of experience in, in this area, and I can I can vouch for just how critical that is. I mean, number one, if, if the person that you're with, you know, your significant other, whatever that is, um, is not an asset to you and your life, and that means wanting you to improve um, and, and supporting and even pushing you, you know, kicking you out of bed in the morning, saying, no, get out of here, go go train. You know, beat it, you lazy bum. You know, if, if he or she, whatever, you know, you got going on, you know, if they're not doing that, um, they're, they're holding you back. And there is no gray area. They're either an asset or a liability. There is no, you know, well, you know, he or she is pretty good in this area, but not, no, liability. You know, that, that's it. They're either an asset or a liability. And, and you just, you cannot, your significant other will sabotage you um, 100%. It, and, and you've really got to understand that. That's why it is all, you know, all or nothing. Um, so you've got to, you've got to make sure that, uh, you're choosing your partners correctly. Um, safe environment. You know, we used to have the saying that said, you know, a man's home is, is his castle. But what happens is because we don't understand relationships and we, and we create these toxic dysfunctional family units, well, what happens is work is your safe castle, and then you come home to the battlefield huh. where you're supposed to eat and sleep mm-hmm. and get support and all that sort of thing, and you don't have it. Um, social life, oh, my God. All, you know, people love to talk about their <laughs> friends, or they, they say on Monday, oh, Coach, yeah, sorry about Monday, man. Uh, you know, it's just I, I blew that one. I was out on the weekend with the boys, you know, yeah. And it's like, well... 
then I, I don't know what you're doing, but we're not training because, you know, if you can't be consistent because your friends are all alcoholics and actually it turns out it looks like you're an alcoholic, um, I, I don't know what you're paying me for, um, you know, because you'll never, ever get beyond marginal if you're doing that. Right. Um, so you're so, and a lot of people, you know, we see this a lot with, with women, unfortunately, um, you know, I don't want to sound too crass, but you'll have an overweight woman and all her friends are overweight alcoholics that eat bonbons and, and fast food all the time. And, you know, do you think that that, you know, here's the thing you are, you know what we, here's, here's how we can sum this up real quick. Um, home life and even really your entire life, you are the product of the five influencers in your life, which is the five people you spend the most time around and the influence you the most. So, um, you know, look at your coworkers, your family, your social life. Who are the top five folks? Now, if those guys are like triathletes and doctors and, and high performers, whatever, awesome. You're probably going to succeed because you've got the network you need. If those people are, are bitter, angry, fat, alcoholic, narcissistic, so on and so forth, you're done. You need a whole new bunch of people in your life. And until then, let's not even talk about training because you're just wasting your time. Fix your life, then we can fix your training. And I don't think we could end on a better note than that. So there you go. (laughs) Fix your life, and then we can fix your training. And we're going to get back to you guys next week with more Military Fitness Radio. Thanks for being on the air with me today. We have to take a real, really fast commercial break. We'll be right back to talk to Tanner Stokes about his recent study on protein and hypertrophy. Stay tuned. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. Would you train with it? You'll gain with it. Age forces popular DHEA plus pregnenolone patches. Buy one, get one free. That's right. Go to superhumanradio.net and click the Age Force banner ad today and take advantage of this amazing patch that delivers both DHEA and pregnenolone through the skin into the bloodstream. Again, superhumanradio.net listeners, go to the website and click the Age Force Buy one, get one free DHEA and pregnenolone patch today. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenidrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenidrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenidrex, the world absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. The benefits of a ketogenic diet are immeasurable. Health, resist disease, mental function, and even performance. But getting into ketosis can take weeks, if even at all. Now you can get into ketosis in 10 minutes. Ketocana is the first ketone powder that has been clinically shown to switch you into a ketogenic state by providing a rush of ketones into the bloodstream. Like to train fasted or want to spare more muscle glycogen during workouts? Take a shot of ketocana and hit it hard. 
Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Keto Cana banner ad today. 74% of Americans are living with digestive issues. They take pills and potions to mask the symptoms but never address the root cause. Introducing GI Ultramax Pro, a complex of scientifically substantiated all-star ingredients that reestablish your gut's operating system, allowing you to be better shielded against the bad actors in your food and environment. The gut is complicated and it takes GI Ultramax Pro to deliver real long-lasting results. Go to superhumanradio.net and click the GI Ultramax Pro banner ad or visit MotherEarthLabs.com and use code SHR for free shipping. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. U.S. Wellness Meats is the leader in home-delivered, high-quality animal protein. Grass-fed beef, lamb, bison, and dairy. Plus, wild-caught seafood, heritage pork, and free-range poultry. Everything delivered right to your door within days of your order. There is no one better to supply you and your family with the highest-quality pastured meat product and dairy than U.S. Wellness Meats. Save 15% off when you use the coupon code SHR. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the U.S. Wellness Meats banner ad today move over superheroes this is the superhuman channel welcome back it's been a little while since we talked about protein in the diet dietary proteins role in the promotion of uh, hypertrophy in conjunction with resist res, excuse me resistance training my uh, next guest is Tanner Stokes. How you doing, Tanner? I'm doing great, Carl. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah, thanks. And you're with the uh, famous uh, McMaster University, where uh, and obviously in Stu Phillips's lab, it looks like, uh, from where this paper originally came from. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So I'm in uh, the second year of my master's now with Stu. Cool. Stu was on this show so many years ago. Um, oh really? Oh God, yes. Especially when he was doing a lot of the uh, uh, fasting and and amino acid recycling uh, during fasting. You know that, that fasting doesn't uh, necessarily cause uh, uh, a, a uh, catabolic event for muscle. Um, he was right, right. Ba- I mean, I don't know how many years ago that was. Seven, eight years ago, maybe even longer. I don't know. I've been doing this too long. I can't remember anymore. This is my thirteenth year. They all it all bleeds together after a while. But anyway, um, so why this study? Uh, uh, recent perspectives regarding the role of dietary protein for the promotion of muscle hypertrophy with resistance exercise training. Why this study? Haven't we done this study already? Right. So yeah, you're correct in saying uh, this. This field's always evolving, right? There's so many. There's so many research studies being done on use of protein uh, for health. You know, for athletes, for disease populations, for individuals of kind of all wakes of life, right? So we have this inundation of all these studies. Um, and just I'd just like to point out that this is a, a review study. So I think the, the beneficial aspect of having someone like Stu on a review and all of these intellectual minds getting together is that you can 
can get a kind of a translatable summary of all of this research and put it into kind of a deliverable message because I think one of the one of the difficult things is to kind of disseminate all this information and decide for yourself, you know, what is actually the important information and, you know, what is, for lack of a better word, uh, not so great. You know, I, it, it's really an important message because the reality is that many of the diseases of modernity can either be traced back to and or be affected greatly by the fact that the majority of people don't get enough protein in their diet, and high-quality protein especially. Um, right. the, sarcopenia is not a disease. <laughs> it's, you know, it's because you're not getting enough protein in your diet. Um, right, right. I mean, it, it's not like it's some mysterious thing like, oh, my God, he's eating 300 grams of protein a day and he's just losing muscle left and right. Oh, no, it stopped as soon as he started eating more protein. How do you like that? And it's so, it's, 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 um, unfortunately, for some reason, protein never really ever gets the credit it deserves, uh, quite frankly, it, except amongst the athletic community, perhaps, and, and, and some of those in the know. Would you agree with that statement? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think, uh, and I think Stu would back me up on this, I think. Protein is really the only nutrient that we have a, a bona fide requirement for. So obviously we need a, a little bit of essential fats in the diet. Um, but quite frankly, although carbohydrates do help with energy, we don't really have an, an entire need for them per se. But uh, protein and especially the, the essential amino acids, so there's nine of those, uh, your body can't actually produce them. So we need to we need to actually get those from the diet. So yeah, you're, you'd be correct in saying that it's, uh, it's a very important macronutrient. So what? So what qualified to be uh, included in uh, this review? Yeah. So um, if you're familiar with the literature on uh, dietary protein for for hypertrophy, so our group has spoken at length about using protein to to facilitate gains in muscle. And there's you know there's groups out in England out in the, in the Netherlands. And there's a general consensus that after, after resistance exercise, uh, supplementing with protein is a uh, very beneficial. So it leads to protein accretion. And over time that leads to the growth of muscle. Uh, this review, what we really wanted to, to focus in on is how little of the, of the protein that you're t taking in actually gets, uh, put into the, the myofibrillar lattice. So the, the contractile protein lattice into the sarcomere, and also there's a there's another section. I'm not sure if you're if you've seen it. It's on uh, protein breakdown. So there's there's some evidence that's coming out now that if you ingest protein beyond a certain amount, so we we always say that around 20 to 30 grams in in young individuals maximally stimulates muscle protein synthesis. So the growth rate after resistance exercise. There's some evidence now and. Some people are of the opinion that if you take more than that, like say upwards of 70 or 80 grams, you're maximally stimulating protein synthesis, but you're also going to be inhibiting protein breakdown. So one of our points in, the, in this review is that, sure, that might be occurring. You might be inhibiting protein breakdown. I'd just like to point out that that's at the, the whole body level, not at the muscle-specific level. But what, what our point is is that Muscle protein breakdown is, is I'd like to say, it's a requirement after resistance exercise. So 
if you're if you're training intensely uh, with weights, you're you're causing damage to the the muscle proteins, right? So after during the the post exercise recovery period, you know that's when you regenerate the muscle tissue. Remodeling is generally increased, so muscle protein synthesis goes up, muscle protein breakdown goes up. And we're not so sure that actually inhibiting that increase in muscle protein breakdown is is really a good thing for the integrity of the of the muscle. So in this review, well, wait, 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 we spend wait, wait, a lot when of, you say the integrity of the muscle, why would you end up with weaker muscles or or kind of like cold yeah. joints in your muscle? I mean, because because obviously we have, albeit drug induced, we have a bodybuilding community out there that would would differ greatly with that theory, right? Yeah, so uh, I'm not really qualified to comment on the uh, the supplementation of that kind. Um, but but what I'm saying is is in general. So after after exercise, you can imagine that the some proteins are going to become damaged from the distress of exercise. Right. The the remodeling process. So it includes protein synthesis. So the actual incorporation of proteins into the lattice. But you also need to remove those damaged proteins right so we don't we don't really have the the methodology right now or we do it's just really mathematically uh intense for lack of a better term uh so not a lot of studies actually measure protein breakdown after after exercise there are a couple and they they generally show that it goes up now if we inhibited that as some new some new research is suggesting maybe ideal for for promoting maximal muscle anabolism uh we kind of we don't really know what would happen so our yeah, are but, keeping... so so i i see where you're going with this where you're going with this is that that you're you're making a a, a large assumption here in my humble opinion and the assumption yeah. is that if we blunt protein turnover we run the risk of metabolic debris accumulation in the muscle because we're stopping the process that would have exculpate that from the muscle and build new to But it could happen that they happen simultaneously. It could be that the reduction in muscle breakdown does not turn yep. off the uh, machinery that gets rid of metabolic debris. That you know they're, yeah. they're mutually exclusive of each other, so that they they can happen w- w- at the same time, right? Because that's what oh, you're yeah. assuming. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So they they are occurring at the same time, um, and I think I think what you're what you're referring to is with training. So with training, the remodeling response actually goes down. It actually becomes more defined. So mm-hmm. if if you're if you're untrained and you you perform resistance exercise, you'll get an increase in protein synthesis of skeletal muscle contractile proteins. So you'll get an increase in mitochondrial protein synthesis and also sarcoplasmic protein synthesis. So things like glycolytic enzymes, stuff like that. So uh, after over time, as we become more quote unquote trained, so from the resistance naive unaccustomed perspective to the to the trained perspective. What happens is you get more of a, a dialed-in response. So we start only upregulating the synthesis of the, the mild fibular contractile proteins. Whereas if somebody was 
unaccustomed to endurance training. Initially, again, you would get that global remodeling response, but then over time, it would be dialed down and you just get uh, an increase in the mitochondrial fraction. So I think, I think you're correct in saying that definitely the remodeling response is still going on. I think our issue is that in untrained individuals specifically, if you are inhibiting it, like obviously only partially that uh, protein breakdown response, we just, we don't know what effect that'll have on muscle. And you're right. It's highly speculative. It's, it's our opinion. Um, And I think we need, we need a development of the methodology to kind of tease that one out a little bit more. So let, let's so let's talk about your findings. So, uh, w- what did you discover as far as the the obviously the minimum amount of protein required to trigger that protein synthetic response, but not necessarily uh, stop any um, protein breakdown? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so we, uh, I, I personally wasn't involved. This was about say eight years ago now, uh, there's a study led by Dan Moore, who's now a professor at the University of Toronto. He did a, uh, a dose response study. So essentially what we do in those studies is uh, we'll have somebody perform a bout of resistance exercise and we'll either give them, you know, they started from zero grams, they went up to, I believe, 5, 10, 20, and then 40 grams. And what they found is that the, the protein synthetic response actually plateaued at 20 grams. So what that means is essentially after the, the ingestion of 40 grams, there wasn't a greater stimulation relative to 20 grams. And there's a, there's a study done in 2014 by a group out in, uh, in, the, in Nottingham, I believe. And they did a, a, similar, a similar dose response study and they came to the same conclusion that we did that the, the 20 grams actually maximizes protein synthesis. So Dan Moore, he went on in 2015 to do, it's called a breakpoint analysis, so it's essentially a, a regression with two, with two lines. So you can imagine uh, at very low doses of protein, you're not going to get a maximal stimulation. And as you add in more protein, it creeps up and up and up, and then eventually it's going to plateau, where adding more protein doesn't actually lead to greater stimulation of protein synthesis. So we kind of brought that back to a recommendation of 0.25 thereabouts uh, with a confidence interval, interval up to about 0.3 grams per kilogram uh, per meal. So works out to be about 30 grams. So, but, 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 so, so 30 grams a meal, and if I yeah. eat five times a day, that's 150 grams of protein a day. Right. Um, and I will put on maximal amount of muscle based on that? I mean, there's so many other variables here that we have to, to, to weigh in, right? A total caloric intake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, down down a little bit lower in the review, we uh, I talk about the meta-analysis that we conducted in our lab. And again, I wasn't directly involved in that. So what, what uh, uh, Rob Morton wanted to do, he's the lead author on that, what he wanted to do was to see, you know, if we factor in, uh, you know, training time, training status, protein source, age, all of these different variables, uh, you know, how much do we actually need? How much protein right. do we need? And, right, does, uh, does this per meal dose 
have an influence on it. And he did a meta-analysis. So I forget how many studies, I believe around 50 were included in this meta-analysis. And what it does is essentially takes the results of all these individual studies and gives you a global summary of kind of here's, you know, protein has an effect or it doesn't have an effect. And here's how much of an effect it has. And what, uh, what he showed in that analysis was that if you intake about 1.6 grams per kilogram per day of protein, and he found that it didn't matter what time the dose or the source, then you were maximally stimulating uh, protein synthesis. So that's what we conclude is, at least right now, um, obviously future research could refute this. Um, that's what drives science forward. But at least right now, that's what's showing uh, to be to be a good intake. And then if you get less than that, so say you get one gram per kilogram per day, um, and you add in extra supplemental protein, then it's that's where you start seeing the effects. But you could take in 1.6 grams per kilogram in whole food, in, in protein shakes. Um, that's completely individual. It's completely up to the, uh, the user. So timing had nothing that played no role, right? Like, in other words, I, I tend to eat larger meals, but less yeah. frequently. So I, I eat yeah. three times a day, but I eat uh, um, I eat an average of between sixty and a hundred grams of protein per sitting. Yeah. So uh, so timing was shown in this analysis not to have a, a major effect. One thing that I would say is to come back to your frequency argument. There's this notion of the the muscle full effect. I'm not sure if you're familiar with with that, but it's this notion that uh, you can eat protein and it's going to there's going to be a delay before the stimulus of muscle protein synthesis but despite high levels of amino acids in the blood that that response is actually going to shut off after about two to three hours despite like the loose high leucine in the blood despite high amino acids in the blood it still shuts off and it's like well you but you want but you want that you want that because what we've learned about protein uh pulsing is uh, that a basal baseline autophagy plays a role on the next protein synthetic response from a meal. And we know that we want leucine. We want the machinery to turn off before we re-stimulate it. Um, that's been right. shown to yeah. produce the greatest uh, uh, responses in, in muscular growth. Yeah, exactly. So this just goes back to your, to your frequency point of eating three times a day versus, say, six yeah, or seven times a day. I want, I want, a a, I want to go. I want to go. You know, I wanna, I wanna. I, I'm a huge fan of evolutionary medicine, and mm-hmm. uh, while science is trying to unlock some of these secrets, whenever they unlock one, I look back at at, at it from an evolutionary perspective. I go, oh, I, 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 may, I make sense why that happens in our bodies. I mean, that makes sense. And yeah. the reality is that there's a great value in the digestive system of having nothing to do for periods of the day. Uh, and, yeah. and the mechanisms that that puts in effect actually will uh, favor a protein synthetic response when you have that next 100 gram of protein meal that sends this yeah. surge of amino acids into your bloodstream. And but then after three or four or five hours, it's gone again. And right. So, and so that, w- that would be the, the optimal time, I think, in our opinion, to. To reload the system with with amino acids. I want to take a break and come back and talk about uh, protein intake with energy restriction because more and more people are interested in fasting today. Um, so let's do that. We're talking 
about a recent study that actually came out of Stu Phillips's lab. I didn't realize that uh, when I invited Tanner Stokes on to talk about it. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Age Forces popular DHEA plus pregnenolone patches. Buy one, get one free. That's right. Go to superhumanradio.net and click the Age Force banner ad today and take advantage of this amazing patch that delivers both DHEA and pregnenolone through the skin into the bloodstream. Again, superhumanradio.net listeners, go to the website and click the Age Force buy one, get one free DHEA and pregnenolone patch today. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from LiveOn Labs. You too can benefit from LiveOn Labs lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. LiveOn Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at LiveOnLabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's LiveOnLabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, Labs.com. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse Cansey eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansey eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing Atrontil. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription because is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic. Plus, it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L, Atron. 
comes here. Atron Teal. Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com. Lovemytummy.com. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Welcome back. We're talking with Tanner Stokes about a recent study that looked at the uh, protein synthetic response of uh, protein meals in conjunction with uh, resistance training. You know, it's nice to know you don't have to eat 300 grams of protein a day. Uh, to see the research. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It, it is. You know, I mean, because a lot of these magazines, they have you believe that. I, I'm a big guy. I I can easily eat 250 grams of protein a day, and my stomach is, you know, I have no problems handling that. Again, I do it across three meals. Um, I make protein the cornerstone of every single meal, building around it. I always eat my protein first because if I'm going to get full, I'd rather get full on something else than on the. I'd rather have room for the protein. With that being said, you did look at energy restriction and protein intake. What did you find? Yeah, so there's been a couple studies coming out come out of our lab uh, looking at this. So what they what they generally find, and I think the the other literature is in agreement, is that periods of energy restriction. So this can be induced by dietary means. So you can reduce your caloric intake, for example, or it can be done with a chronic increase in physical activity levels, while also holding your energy intake constant. So essentially what we're looking at is a, a negative energy balance, uh, energy expenditure greater than energy intake. And, and what we generally find is that there's a, there's a loss, lost mass, obviously, but there's a, there's a decrease in muscle protein synthesis um, in response to those periods of, of energy deficit. And I think where the discrepancy and where there's a little bit of of argument or disagreement is again with the regulation of muscle protein breakdown. So we're of the opinion that muscle protein breakdown changes very little in response to energy restriction. And it's, it's generally muscle protein synthesis decreasing that's leading to the loss of, of weight. And the reason why we think that is because both muscle protein synthesis and muscle protein breakdown are, are kind of their energy hogs, right? They use a yeah. lot of the, the intracellular ATP. Um, and I think, especially muscle protein breakdown, I think that that fact's lost on a lot of people. Um, but when we break a protein down, for example, we need to tag it with certain molecules that, that costs energy. We need to unfold the, the protein that costs energy. And the final degradation of that protein into amino acids, that, that causes energy too. So again, Carl, going back to to looking at things through an evolutionary lens, it doesn't really make sense for, for muscle protein breakdown to be upregulated. But there's a, there's another group that that measured muscle protein breakdown um, in response to to an energy deficit, and they found that there's a 60% increase in the in the basal level of muscle protein breakdown. Now, for us, that was really really difficult to reconcile with the the observed loss in in fat mass um, because mm-hmm. if you fact if you did the math on that the decrease in muscle protein synthesis in combination with the increase in muscle protein breakdown we would expect them to lose a lot more than they actually did so we did a study recently um, 
where we took 20, 24 overweight individuals. And again, that's, that might be where the discrepancy lies is, is in the participants that you select. But nonetheless, we, uh, we performed uh, a 10 day period of energy restriction, or I say we, uh, the, the participants did, and we measured muscle protein breakdown and we measured muscle protein synthesis using, uh, deuterated water. So this is, this allows us to get kind of an integrated response. So that's what, that's how we measured protein synthesis over day to day. Uh, muscle protein breakdown, again, I said, a little bit difficult, more difficult to, to measure. Uh, but nonetheless, we, we were able to accomplish it. And what we found was that, like we, like we have shown before, there's a, there's a large decrease in basal protein synthesis rates. And we didn't find any changes in muscle protein breakdown. And we also looked at, uh, uh, mRNA markers of protein breakdown. So the, the, the two kind of prototypical ones that people look at are atrogen one and MRF one. So these are the quote unquote, the atrogenes and, they're called atrogenes because these are the ones that are thought to start the process of protein breakdown. So some people have looked at the gene expression of these two and, and found them to be up. So they take that to conclude that there's a, there's an increase in protein breakdown, but we just, we weren't able to find it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that is becoming more and more clearly understood. And that is the role of fasting, um, and it's how it triggers the recycling of amino acid pools um, yeah. as opposed to what we thought it would be, which was, you know, uh, catabolic to muscle, breaking them down. Instead, they, they, they can go for long periods of time um, yeah. before they really give up amino acids that uh, are going to be used for something else other than maintaining those with that muscle. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and one of the other things that we, we kind of emphasized in, in that section of the, the review was that you, you actually need to elevate your, your protein need, your protein requirements for that period of energy restriction. So we said before that 1.6 grams per kilogram right. is going to be enough, is going to be enough when you're in, when the energy balance, but when you're in energy restriction, because like you said, some of those amino acids are going to be directed towards energy production. You actually need to elevate that, so upwards of 2.4 to 3 grams per kilogram per day, and, and is what you kind of need to prevent those losses. And you, it, it's actually showing that when you're performing resistance exercise, also during these energy deficit periods, that's that's kind of a fundamentally anabolic stimulus during those periods, and you kind of need to pair those two together to to hold on to your muscles. So that's a, another interesting finding. Yeah, and it makes sense about the – look, you've got to up your energy intake regardless of where it's coming from in order for the body to go. The environment is uh, is abundant, so we can add some new muscle because, as you pointed out before, muscle is is very calorically expensive, and from an evolutionary perspective – it meant that if we were going to build it, we had to maintain it, and we had to have the predictability of being able to maintain it before the the switches were turned on in the first place. Um, so it makes sense that regardless of where you're getting your energy in, whether it's high, exclusively high protein with some vegetables here and there, or you're you're getting extra fat in your diet, you've got to offset that overall energy expenditure requirement before the body takes seriously that it can build 
uh, muscle out of the protein that you're eating uh, because it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's very, very costly. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think you're spot on. It's, a, it's kind of a justification, right, by the body. You know, if, if I'm going to create muscle, I need a, an appropriate stimulus. And I think uh, a study that we did uh, a couple years ago now, I think, uh, we, we resistance trained people for or six days a week while they're in a 40% energy deficit. And we're actually able to show that at higher protein intakes at 2.4 grams, the participants were actually able to put on lean mass, which yeah. is kind of, it was a surprising finding. Yeah. Very, very small amounts, but, uh, but nonetheless, it ju- just goes to show you how powerful resistance exercise is, And especially when you're pairing that with the uh, high intakes of protein. Well, and again, from an evolutionary perspective, it's because, the the body reward is rewarded for doing what it's supposed to do. You know, we are a species that is supposed to procreate and then die for the furtherance yep. of the species. And part of procreating is uh, reproductive fitness, the, the word fitness, being able to, uh, you know, uh, before religious common sense, you know, uh, having babies with lots of females, you know, to, to populate the planet. We had to be really in good shape. We had a, uh, through the selection pressure, we had to provide outwardly something that women would go, Oh, I want my offspring to have that. Look, that guy is so strong and he, he, he jumps from tree to tree and he's so talented. I want to have babies with that guy. I mean, it it all, again, it, it all comes back to, when I look at these things, it all comes back to uh, the fact that it makes perfect sense uh, from a reproductive fitness standpoint that the, the more active you are, the more muscle you'll carry, the more muscle you'll carry because you are a prime uh, a breeder. You're a prime breeder. Right. Yeah. So. Exactly, yeah. And I think uh, just from an evolutionary point of view, just food procurement in of itself is just it's linked to to exercise, right? You weren't going to get any food unless you went out and looked yeah. for it. So I, yeah. I agree completely with that, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Malin Watvi wrote a great book called Of Dove Diplomats and Diabetes. If you haven't read it, you should read it. It's really good. I'll have to check that out, yeah. Yeah, and so it's a Darwinian look at diabetes and diseases of modernity, but also the human condition from an evolutionary perspective, the the, the, the physiological and biological things that happen when we get hungry, when we take action to feed ourselves, and then the, ins- the, the way the body handles the nutrients we intake after those events that don't happen to the average American who simply walks over to the fridge and gets a sandwich. And the, 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 the lacking triggers uh, because of, of modern, modern comforts that we have today – is part of the reason for type two diabetes, and he shows the the, the chemistry in the brain that changes and everything. Um, but you know, it's it's a really really interesting uh, dynamic that, uh, especially to, to the point where, when exercise has a, a an amount of risk involved, you it benefits you more from an insulin oh, yeah. sensitivity, muscle building uh, perspective. Because you know, when you were out there hunting on the savanna. You know, it was risky. You could end up going out to, you, you know, you just met this nice chick and she's hanging out at your cave waiting for you. You're going to go a surprise her and bring her back something to eat. And then you end up getting eaten, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a, there's a there's, Malin Watvi's book is fantastic. If you could get a copy of it. Yeah, for sure. I'll of Doves, Diplomats, out. and Diabetes. All right, so in summary, what do you want people to take away uh, from this recent research, Tanner? 
Yeah, so I think uh, to, to sum it down, if you wanted to, would be to, if you're in an energy balanced state and you're performing resistance exercise, again, there's individual variability all around this, this number, but if you ingesting 1.6 grams per kilogram per day of protein, uh, you should be good to go. You should be maximally stimulating protein synthesis and uh, optimizing your potential for muscle growth. And then on the flip side, if you're, if you're energy restricted for whatever reason, so if it's voluntarily invoked, uh, you're just, you're going to need to, to up that protein dose. And I think a lot of the bodybuilders have figured this out empirically or anecdotally, but for those of, for, for those of the population that haven't, uh, I think it's uh, it's an interesting message, and just just keep that in mind. And and, and the elderly uh, come to mind. You know, we're we're talking about this from you know resistance trainers and athletes, and but the elderly oh, suffer. Yeah. They, they they're the ones that need this message the most. To up your protein so you don't develop sarcopenia. Up your protein so you maintain muscular dexterity. Up your yeah. protein so you can live independently longer. Uh, but no one exactly. is, you know, oh, no, here, we'll just have this here uh, boost that's got, uh, you know, seven grams of protein from soy. Uh-uh. Yeah. Ain't getting it done. Yeah. Ain't getting it done. Tanner, thanks for being on the show, brother. Thanks a lot, Carl. Take care. Uh, and also want to thank uh, Nate Morrison, uh, MilitaryMultisport.com. You can check him out over there. And, of course, uh, Sean Vicenton, and uh, his is uh, VSSCoaching.com. And, we have a special show tomorrow. We're going to have uh, Patrick Arnold on, breaking the news on a new supplement. You know that this, when this guy does something new, everybody's paying attention. So you can hear about it tomorrow. Stay tuned.